Tonight, I'm going to preach um, on the Jesus is theme, which has been such an awesome theme. And before I start, I want you to actually, if you haven't um, done this throughout the series or whatever, you actually fill it in yourself. What is Jesus to you? You know, it's a, it's a good thing to actually be able to write down words of who Jesus is to you and have an understanding that you know Jesus and here's why. You've been through things with Jesus and you've seen him do this and you know who he is. But tonight for my message, I've titled it, Jesus is my song. Jesus is my song. And so we're going to read from Psalms 118, verses 13 to 14. If you've got your Bibles, anyone? Holler at me. <laughs> Good on you. Turn to Psalms 118, verse 13, 14, because you're going to want to underline this in your Bible, so you need it here if you've got it. <laughs> but it says this. It says, my enemies did their best to kill me. Now, we'll pause there, because when I first read this, I stopped and I giggled a little bit, because it kind of sounds like the author is giving like a petition, like participation award to his enemies. It's like, oh, you did your best to kill, like you tried your best to kill me, like good job, you know, like good job, <laughs> way to go. <laughs> but honestly, let's just reflect, 2019, you might be here and be like, 2019 did its best to kill me. Like that situation that happened this year did its best to kill me. My school did its best to kill me. My uni assignment, group presentation tried to kill me. Um, whatever it is, we can all have things that did its best to kill us, to try and squish us down, to try and crumble us. But it says, it goes on, but the Lord rescued me. The Lord rescued me. You made it. You're here on, in church, last Sunday service. You came on top. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and then it says, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. The Lord is my strength and my song. This scripture really stood out to me. And it was one of those scriptures that I just kind of wrote down because I was like, wow, I like those words. <laughs> That's a nice scripture. But the more I thought about it, I was like, what does that mean for Jesus to be my song? Like, what, how can a person be a song? And so we're going to dig a bit deep into it. I'm going to read you some definitions that aren't from the dictionary. They're from me. <laughs> but what a song is, it's a repetitive sound or mantra, something that has a rhythm and a beat, something that can change atmospheres and environments, and it can give impressions of emotions and memories and creativity. You know, this isn't a message about worship as such. This is more a message about our relationship with Jesus and what it can look like. And you know, having Jesus as your song, again, this is what I written to. He is the soundtrack I listen to. He is the rhythm I do my life to. He is the quiet sound in my heart. He is what keeps me upbeat. He is what uplifts, uplifts me. He is the anthem I live by. He is my life's theme song. That is what Jesus is my song means to me. Because you know, Jesus has a sound to him. There is a sound that Jesus makes. There is a feeling we can feel when Jesus is around. There is an atmosphere that changes when Jesus is here. When I was in year two, you guys are going to help me tonight with this message, okay? We're talking about songs. Well, we're going to sing in a moment. <laughs> I'm going to teach you something really cool. <laughs> when I was in year two, I had this awesome teacher, and she taught me this song, and it goes like this. <laughs> 
Okay. It goes, school is cool when you follow the rules. School is cool when you follow the rules. Everyone, click your fingers. Okay, sing it with me. School is cool when you follow the rules. Louder. School is cool when you follow the rules. Okay, you, okay, you can stop. I know that's probably the lamest thing, but I can literally still remember her being at the front of my class, bending down, looking, eyeing us, being like, school is cool when you follow the rules. <laughs> you know, that's 20-something years later, and I have never forgotten it. It's short, repetitive, catchy, and it was my mantra for school. <laughs> Honestly, um, school was cool, and I did follow the rules. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I did. I really loved school, and I, I tell you what, I never got a detention in school. Like, never. And, you know, I don't know if it's all credit to this one song, but there's power in a song. There's power in repetition. And whether we subconsciously it's there or not, songs can change our lives and change our atmospheres and the way we live by. <laughs> a song, song can be a mantra of your life. You know, you have a song. You have a sound about you. You can change atmospheres. You can change environments. You are repetitive in the way you live, the things you say. You know, in Isaiah, this scripture, those words in those scripture is actually repeated. They're rewritten a few times in the Bible. And one of those is in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2. And um, this was written by the prophet Isaiah. So he was this man who was a spokesperson for Jesus. Like he would speak to the leaders of Jerusalem on behalf of God. And at the time, Jerusalem had fallen into like major corruption and was doing horrible things and just seemed like a messy city and town kingdom to be in, right? And while the song of Jerusalem was very dull, selfish, evil and ugly, Isaiah had a song of hope and he had a song from Jesus and he wrote the same thing. He said, um, this is in chapter 12, verse 2, he said, See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. There it is again. You know, he had the song of Jesus inside of him instead of what was going on around him. And his song for people, for the atmospheres he his was, was of warning to them, but it was also of hope. And he prophesied that even though things were ugly around him, he was repeating and prophesying of new beginnings coming and a beautiful Jerusalem kingdom that was about to come. And you know, you have a song. And what sounds are you making in your life? You know, what songs are you repeating and um, being repetitive of? What sound is in your home? What sound are you creating for your school, for your uni, for your workplace? You know, what are you repeating with your actions and words? It's a powerful thing. And since it's the last Sunday of the year, you know, what sound do you want to make in 2020? What song do you want to sing and have rhythm to and walk to every single day in 2020? What do you want to wake up hearing in your head? You know those songs that just get so annoying and stuck in your head? I have a baby niece at the moment who loves swimming, so almost every time we're with her, it's like baby shark comes out. 
Oh, it drives you nuts. But in 2020, don't start singing it. In 2020, what sounds do you want to hear and want to make and give people and change atmospheres when you walk into it? You know, I want to get to the end of 2020 and be singing I saw so many victories. You know that song we sing in church? I saw so many victories. <laughs> What's yours? What songs do you want to sing? All right. Now let's talk about how does this work? How does Jesus become your song? You know, how does this, how does this happen? And, you know, the first thing is that Jesus comes into our lives when we ask him in. And every Sunday service, we do this in church, that we have a moment where we all just say a prayer and asking Jesus into our hearts. And it's simple, but it's really powerful. And, you know, Jesus is close to us all, but he's waiting for that moment that we just go, okay, I want to do this life with you. I want you to be my song, my anthem of my life. And tonight, yeah, tonight we're going to have that opportunity. And that's the first thing. Simply we ask God to be in our hearts. The second thing is similar to number one, but it's repetitive. It's repeat. You know, songs sink deep. Songs sink deep. And you know, if you've heard a song once or even twice, you're not really going to remember it. Hey, like you're not going to remember a song if you've heard it once. Like when music trivia comes up, You're not going to be able to name the artist, the song, the year it was made if you've only heard it once. You need to hear things on repeat to really get them in you. And you know, there's lots of different things you can do to have like the song of Jesus playing in your heart, mind, your life. But tonight I'm going to give you just one main one. Well, actually another one, but just this one's really important. It's very important. Um... When I was younger, again, younger than grade two, I learnt piano and my parents, who are here, <laughs> my parents um, used to put on this, the, like we had all my piano pieces on CD and we would play, my parents would play it while we'd sleep, like in our, in our room. And I think it was part of the syllabus we learnt, like it was part of the, you know, the way this particular syllabus wanted to teach children how to play piano. Anyway, my sisters, I've got two older sisters. I think at this time I was sharing a room with um, my older sister. And so she was actually had her songs playing and I wasn't at that level yet. But while she was um, doing her lesson, I... I don't really remember this, but my piano teacher told me this to me, is I was just on the floor colouring in or whatever while she was learning the right hand of that piece. And apparently I was just humming to myself the tune of the left hand, just subconsciously not even knowing what I was doing. But it's because I had gone to bed every night listening. And I mean, these songs went for like 30 seconds. (laughs) So that's a lot of repetition. They're just little exercises, a lot of repetition of something. And, you know, by the time I got to the grade, I was much better than my sisters. (laughs) No, (laughs) I wasn't really, but I kind of, I just picked it up quicker because I had heard it so many more times than them. I had had to listen to them practice every day and go to sleep listening to it. So subconsciously with repetition, we, we grab onto things without us even trying. And honestly, this has been like the mantra of my life is that I've been in this church since I was three years old. And I honestly don't remember that many Sundays I would have missed unless we were away on holidays or like terribly ill. But even then, I don't know 
if I miss church, you know, and just subconsciously being here week in, week out. I have just learned the sound of Jesus and learned the knowing Him and knowing the atmosphere He brings and knowing to have Him in my life be the skip in my step and uplift me and turn to Him and every time I've needed Him. And so if you don't get anything out of my message tonight, just get this one thing. Like if you're really exhausted from Christmas, I get it. But just listen to this one thing is stay in church. Just every week, repetitive. Come in, come out, be here. And you know, I'm not saying you must stay in C3 church. Just stay in a church. Like life might call you to Melbourne or elsewhere. <laughs> but <laughs> stay in. <laughs> I see those hands. No. <laughs> just joking. Um, Just make sure you find a church and you stay in church. Like, don't let anything pull you away from church. Like, honestly, your sister Eb is telling you just... You just need to commit your life in the house of God and just come consistently. You might be, it's Christmas time, I come and then work gets busy and, you know, I pop in. No, come consistently. It will change your life. Like I'm saying this from my life experience. Just come in church. And I just think you just need to make sure there will be times, all of us will go through times where we don't feel like it, but also there might be times you come and you're like, I don't want to go, I don't really want to see those people, or I don't really like this new song, or like whatever, there's going to be times where it's going to be tested, and you'll want to just chill out and just like, you know, seep through the walls. No, stay in church. Do everything you can. Like, change your life if you have to, to be in church. Like, don't go down there. Don't do this. Don't get a job on Sundays. Stay in church. (laughs) Honestly, a bit harsh, but... It's really important because there's so many other sounds out there in the world. Like, I can't go a week without being bombarded with other sounds and songs and atmospheres without coming to church. I need church. I need it. I need Jesus to be in my heart. And um, my third point is, if you're still listening, (laughs) no, (laughs) I know you are. (laughs) My third point is, is there's nothing more impressive than... um, knowing all the lyrics to a song, like, especially if it's a rap song, and you know, you've got your friends, and we all sing the chorus, but then you just, like, rip up the rest of the song, and people are like, damn, she knows this song, like, she, you know, she, she's a true Justin Bieber fan, or whatever it is, <laughs> whatever you listen to, <laughs> it's a good thing to do, and, you know, God has given us lyrics right here, these are the lyrics to the song of Jesus, And this is available to us to really know, like, what is he saying? What is his sound? Like, what is the melody he lives by? What is the rhythm he lives by? What is going to uplift me? What is going to change my atmosphere or change my repetition actions that are bad? It is the Word of God. It is the lyrics right here, the song of Jesus, and it will do amazing things. And, you know, I love... um, like I said, this statement that Jesus is my song. And to me, it just paints this beautiful picture of our relationship with God and just how fun and life-giving and awesome. Like, I love music. Like, isn't that a beautiful thing? Like, imagine if I said that to my husband, Dan, like, babe, you're my song. Like, it just paints a beautiful, um, he's not, (laughs) he's not here, so I'm not saying it. No. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, very sweet. Um, but it does. It just paints this beautiful picture. But if you have been a Christian for a day, you would understand that life isn't always easy breezy. And whether we know Jesus or not, things can come at us from all angles. And life can be really hard. And um, just things that were not planned can happen. And so I love this scripture because the next verse, it goes on to say, in 14, it says, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Then it says, songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. You know, when Jesus is our song, we have victory and joy. When Jesus is on repeat in our hearts, in our minds, in our life, Jesus gives us joy and victory through all circumstances. Another time the scripture is written in the Bible is in Exodus and it's written by Moses. And this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And it's um, the story of how Moses was leading people, um, leading people into the promised land. They had just broken out of Egypt. Um, Moses had just like... Um, led them through like the, the Dead Sea and done amazing things and um, God has just done awesome things for them. But then they get out there and there's opposing nations are like getting ready to kill them and they've got no chance because they're kind of small run, running around the wilderness whereas full kit armies are out there to attack them. But Moses goes up on the mountain as their leader and he has his arms raised looking to Jesus. He knew that Jesus was his song. You know, he had moments just meditating on on Jesus and knowing him and spending time with him. And the Bible says as long as Moses' arms were raised in worship, that they kept winning the battles. The moment his arms dropped, the other armies were winning, but they would raise. They said he got so tired lifting his arms that people had to come and hold his arms up for him in worship. That's how powerful just having a relationship and having that beautiful time with Jesus is, is that while you're there, your battles and um, people aren't enemies, not people, sorry. Your battles are getting um, over come by Jesus. And things can seem so big and scary, but as long as we're in that place of song with Jesus, we're winning. You know, he said the same thing. He said it in Exodus 15, 2 to 13, literally the same words. He said, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. You know, keep God the dominant song in your ear and you will see victory. Keep him on repeat. Don't let things that seem scary and fearful creep into your brain. Just let God dominate your thoughts. You know, um, actually, um, with Dan, he's not here, he's sick. He got gastro, okay? (laughs) He said it was fine for me to tell you this, so... um, yeah. <laughs> he, um, unfortunately, like, well, actually, I got gastro for Christmas, and then I gave it to him. <laughs> I know. But we discovered that, um, like, Dan, Dan really, like, his body really didn't like the gastro. Like, it was, he really didn't like it. No one, no one does. But he especially was just not really living for it. <laughs> um, to the point where we discovered that he actually will pass out while he's vomiting. He just, apparently it's a thing. Apparently it can happen, the nurses said. So yeah, we had to take him to hospital just to be like, is he okay? 
what's going on. Um, and he's totally fine now. He's eating, he's playing video games right now as we speak. <laughs> so he's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> just in case you were worried. But you know, when I was driving to the hospital, I just, you know, like even just the word hospital can bring fear into you. Like just, I was like, I know he's okay. Like I've got faith, you know, I know he's going to be fine. But just that little thing of like, oh, what if he's not? Like this is scary. What's going on? What if there's something wrong? Like what, you know, it, it can come at you. And I was driving and literally like I was just trying to stay on top, stay on top. And, you know, we're such a faith-filled church and it's so good to, you know, look to God and have faith. But sometimes I just was like, no, just be real with God right now. What are you feeling? And I was like, I'm scared. What if he's like, he's going to hospital. Like, this is serious. (laughs) And I had this moment and I didn't really know, like, what am I going to pray? Like, God, heal him. God, do this. But in the moment, all I found myself saying while driving was just, Jesus, 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 just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And it's kind of became a bit of my mantra of when I don't know what to pray. It's just hand on my heart if I'm not driving, saying Jesus, 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 like Jesus. And, you know, peace came and I like walked into the hospital and was like, hey, babe. And I was totally fine. He was still sick, obviously. But instead of being a bit of a worse issue for him to see me crying and distress, I was able to be like, you know, lift up the atmosphere. Go in there with the song of Jesus. You know, it's a powerful thing we have. And, you know, I, I shared, I've been brought up in church. I've been brought up as a Christian and just gone on this journey of knowing him more. And I even thought, like, you're in a hospital full of people and you're like, Man, if people don't know Jesus, what, what, how are they feeling right now? Like, what do they have to stand on? And so it's so powerful that we know Jesus. He has victory. And, and you know, we repeat the song of Jesus. He is our song. He is what we live by. I just want to end on this, that He gives us joy. He gives us joy. I said it before, you know, Jesus is my song. He is the skip in my step. He makes me happy. Life isn't perfect. And there's often times where people wouldn't have any idea of what might be going on. But there is still a skip in my step because I know Jesus is good. He is louder than the other sounds I want to listen to. And tonight I just felt, I'm not going to take long, but just on that point, that some of you may feel like you've lost the skip in your step. You have lost the joy of having a relationship with Jesus. You wouldn't describe your relationship with Him as a, as a song. That's too, like, I don't know, theatrical or whatever. And things have gotten a bit dull. You know, tonight, I just, I want you just to take a moment. We're going to pray in a moment to just ask God, come on God, like refresh my heart. Let me hear the sound of you. Let me know the joy of Jesus. Let me triumph over obstacles and things that are going to come at us in 2020, still with a skip in my step, knowing that I have victory in Him. And so I want you to close your eyes just where you're sitting and just have a moment with Jesus. Now, how loud is the song of Jesus in your life? How often do you think of Him? How often can you feel the atmosphere shift because you know Jesus is there? What is repetitive in your mind, in your heart, in your thinking? I want to ask tonight, it might be your first time here or you've been brought along or you come all the time, just everyone in this place. I want to ask 
you know, you've never opened up your heart to let Jesus in. You know, like I said before, life with Jesus is awesome. He is so good and real and he can change anything we go through and he so loves us. You know, I, I said it before, we're going to say a prayer, but I want to give people an opportunity to respond and be like, that's me. I want, I want Jesus in my heart. And what we're going to do is I'm going to actually ask you to raise your hand. And the reason why I ask you to raise your hand in your seat, you don't have to get up, it's all good, is simply to have an outward reaction to an inward decision. Awesome. I see those hands. That's awesome. And so if that's you tonight, I want you to join these others and just raise your hand in this place. You want to make that decision to invite Jesus into your heart. Maybe you've walked away. You know you need to come back, make things right, start the year fresh. I also want you to raise your hand and join these others. You know, you'll feel that pull in your heart. Like Tyra was saying, just you've got that urge, you need to do this. I want you just to be really brave and respond and raise your hand and join these others. Who else is there tonight? You feel like that's you, just don't want you to leave this moment. It won't come again until 2020, so make it count if that's you. Raise your hand. Awesome. We're going to say this prayer all together. You can put your hands down. It's such an awesome moment when people respond, but we're a church family. We're all going to say this together. So this is the prayer, asking God into our hearts. So everyone, repeat after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you into my heart to be with me. I'm sorry for everything I've done wrong. I ask you forgive me. I thank you for Jesus, for dying on the cross, for my sins, so that I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. And just keep your eyes closed one more moment. I'm going to pray for those ones that raise their hands. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you see them. And God, right now, I just pray, Lord, that your peace would come, fill them right now. Lord, that this would be the start of them knowing you as their song, Lord, that their life's going to look different and feel different and see different from now on, Jesus. I pray you pour your love into their hearts right now, God. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Come on, it's so awesome. Let's give them a hand. So cool. Well, I'm going to finish up now, but... You know, I pray that 2020 would be just the best year yet for you and that you sing many awesome songs of victory, of joy on repeat with Jesus. And we see you in church every single Sunday. I love you guys. Have a good new year.